Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Media Beat. I am Dan Lavallo, and we are putting the Sports Media Beat together on this Thursday, October the 3rd, 2019. The other day on the previous Sports Media Beat podcast and on YouTube, we mentioned how the overnight ratings showed a great success for the Sunday night NFL game between the New Orleans Saints and the Dallas Cowboys. Well, guess what? Now the entire numbers are in. It was a huge success. The Cowboys-Saints averaged a 13.7. Now what does that mean? I always talk about give me the people rather than the rating. Well, it translated to 24.11 million viewers on NBC Sunday Night Football. 24.11 million viewers. That's phenomenal. It's the highest rated and most watched week four NFL game since 2015, another Sunday night football telecast. So the Cowboys and Saints were a winner for the NFL and NBC. Now, as it turns out, the afternoon game on CBS between the Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings, we had said showed a slight increase. Well, it actually down a little bit with an 11.3 rating. What does that translate to? 19.8 million viewers. That's not too shabby, 19.8 million viewers. So although it's down a little bit compared to week four during other late afternoon games on the network, there's not a network executive out there who wouldn't take 19.8 million people. So uh, that's where we stand as far as the Cowboys and Saints on Sunday Night Football and then the CBS game, the second game of the doubleheader, between the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears. Facebook is in the news. When isn't Facebook in the news, right? Well, this time Facebook is in the news regarding the NFL rights. Would Facebook like to be part of the NFL when the new rights are negotiated and the uh, current contracts expire at the end of the 2021-2022 season? Well, I mean, there's one speculation, at least on the website, frontofficesport.com. I'll link to it in the show notes, which you can get at sportsmediabeat.com. But the fact of the matter is, these contracts are coming up. The NFL likes to negotiate them sooner rather than later. Those who are forking out the dough, I said forking, those who are forking out the dough in order to be part of of the National Football League. They have to make plans in advance. So these contracts are going to be up for negotiation now. We see that uh, Amazon is part of the NFL. Uh, Twitter was part of the NFL. Why wouldn't Facebook want to be part of the NFL? The the entity entities today not only have to look at the traditional media, i.e. television and radio, but also what's ahead. And what's ahead is also taking place right now, whether you're talking about social media, whether you're talking about apps to carry games. It's all part of the equation. And so why wouldn't Facebook want to be part of the National Football League, which attracts millions and millions of viewers? Just saying. Speaking of millions of viewers, how about this story? Uh, well, first of all, let me get this in quickly. Final viewership ratings are in for the Monday night game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals, the blowout, the Steelers blowing the Bengals out on ESPN. Well, the ratings show that they attracted something like 10.4 million viewers. This is on cable television, by the way. I know most of the nation is wired for cable TV now. 
but that's 10.4 million viewers. Now, according to one website, it depends on who's telling the story. Ratings are either down or ratings are up. They compare the Monday night telecast of week four a year ago, the Kansas City-Denver game. That pulled in 13.2 million. But remember, that was a game that Kansas City won over Denver 27-23 to AFL stalwarts back in the day. And even though it was a blowout, Bengals-Steelers, hey, 10.4 million viewers, nothing to sneeze at. Here's something else, nothing to sneeze at. Major League Baseball had experimented putting games on Facebook in the 2018 season. They cut back on some of their Facebook games in 2019, and they went to YouTube. They put 13 games on YouTube. And according to one story, they averaged 1.2 million viewers on YouTube per game. That includes the pre- and post-game shows. That doesn't mean 1.2 million people were watching the games at once. It does mean that 1.2 million different people tuned in and out watching the games during the course of the telecast. That's a pretty good average. First time doing that on YouTube, averaging 1.2 million people per telecast. And you can count me among them. There are a couple games that I watched on uh, YouTube. One of them involving the Colorado Rockies against Arizona, being a broadcaster with the Hartford Yard Goats along with Jeff Dooley. I like to follow the Rockies, the Yard Goats of the Rockies AA affiliate. And so I tuned into one of those YouTube games, so count me among the 1.2 million. By the way, Marty Brenneman wrapping up his outstanding Hall of Fame career with the Cincinnati Reds. His replacement has been announced. Tommy Thrall, who was part of the Reds broadcast team last year, filling in mostly when Marty was away. Well, Tommy gets the gig. He had been broadcasting, uh, I think, for Jacksonville, in the Midwest League, was it? Or maybe the Southern League. And now he uh, gets that uh, gig with the Cincinnati Reds full-time. So congratulations to Tommy Thrall. Speaking of congratulations and congratulating broadcasters, let me congratulate the voice of the Lansing Lugnuts, Jesse Goldberg Strassler, elected this year as the 2019 Minor League Broadcaster of the Year. Jesse, not only known for broadcasting the Lansing Lugnuts, but also the author of the baseball thesaurus and the football thesaurus. So congratulations to Jesse Goldberg Strassler. Finally, and I will link to this in the show notes too, but uh, I don't know. It's behind a paywall. Maybe you'll get it. Maybe you won't. Boston Globe writing in its October 3rd editions that the summer book is in and the Sports Hub 98.5 FM beat WEEI 93.7 FM in the ratings. They win the summer book. This is fascinating for several reasons. Why? Well, I'll give you a couple. It fascinates me, one, because WEEI is the home of the Boston Red Sox, baseball's defending world champions. The sports hub, 98.5, is the home of the New England Patriots. And when you look at the summer book, the home of the Patriots beat the home of the Boston Red Sox. Now, this includes all programming, not just the games, but there, knew, there were no Patriots games on during the summer, maybe a couple of exhibition games during the summer book. But the Red Sox were on full bore every day, practically. And yet, even when the Red Sox were on WEEI, the Sports Hub beat the, the WEI in the ratings, even going head-to-head with the Red Sox. 
So that's interesting to me. That's the first thing. Second thing is you combine the Sports Hub ratings and WEEI's ratings, and there are a lot of people in Boston and greater Boston, the Boston radio market, listening to sports on the radio. Doesn't matter which season, doesn't matter what else is going on, you've got about combined one-fifth of the potential audience listening to sports on the radio in Boston. That's going to do it for the Sports Media Beat. As always, thanks for listening. You can follow me in all of the podcast directories. This is going on YouTube as well, so you can watch it on YouTube. And visit my website, sportsmediabeat.com. And as I said, as always, thanks for your support.